When the world has got you down. Alzheimer's sucks. It's an equal opportunity disease that chips away at everything we hold dear. And to date, there's no cure. So until there is, we continue to fight with the most powerful tool in our arsenal, love. This is Love Conquers Alls, a real and really positive podcast that takes a deep dive into everything Alzheimer's, the good, the bad, and everything in between. And now, here are your hosts, Susie Singer-Carter and me, Don Priest. Hello, everybody. I'm Susie Singer-Carter. And I'm Don Priest, and this is Love Conquers Alls. And this is our season two, and it's uh, our our uh, episode twenty five. And Cassie, you look a little different. I feel a little different. I think my hair's gotten a little longer. Yeah, but um, but no, and my voice has maybe gotten a little deeper. But that's yeah. COVID, you know. That's yeah. COVID. <laughs> Actually, everybody, I want to welcome Don Priest. My co-host, who's pitch hitting for Cassie Cruz, who got uh, a job that is just stealing her from me, and so I'm thrilled to have my my uh, best friend, my production partner, and uh, terrific all around guy, Don Priest, with us. Thank you, thank you. I was going to say all of those things, but now I don't yeah. have to. It's right. fantastic. And I'm, it's better and when I'm someone re- else does it. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. But I'm really thrilled to be here. Um, Susie and Cassie have done uh, just such an amazing uh, piece oh, of work. Stop, stop, no, let stop, me, let stop, me stop, stop. You know, so much so <laughs> if you don't already know that uh, that they did win Best Podcast 2020 what? from the New Media Award. It's true. And uh, I can only hope to uh, to continue and walk in their footsteps. Don? Yeah. You know what's Okay, so I our, our first guest, I was on Facebook and someone friended me and someone said, you know, you're doing so much in the Alzheimer's world and you should know this other woman. She's an actress who I know and she's really, really active and she's fantastic and you guys should meet. And so I friended her. She friended me. We've been, we call each other Alzheimer daughters. She really is phenomenal. And I, I, I took this opportunity to get to actually see her. We're still in COVID eight months later. Uh. But um, anyway, she has done so many guest stars and appeared on so many TV shows like uh, Criminal Minds and Monk and New Girl and Joey and Plain House and Scrubs. And she is the founder and national team captain of Actors and Artists Unite to End Alzheimer's, which is an amazing thing. It's, It's all grassroots and it's national it's coast to coast and it is actors and artists who are putting in their time putting in their passion putting in sweat equity to bring attention to this movement and on her great grandmother who passed away of dementia her grandma who passed away from alzheimer's her mother who passed away her beloved aunt and her and her father her rock who just passed away 2019 bless his heart so let's bring her in please welcome nancy daly welcome Hi. nancy hey well good afternoon everybody welcome happy sunday we're, t- we're doing this on a sunday indeed thank you for sharing your time with us and your day with us no I'm, I, it's my honor this, and we, we talked on the phone once but what yeah. you know but what we and, and i once we got to know each other we, we were writing back and forth to each other saying, we are the daughters of ALZ. Mm-hmm. 
because we, you know, I, um, and we'll talk about it in, in greater length as, you know, as we get into it, but I've now lost five members of my family to the effects of Alzheimer's or dementia. And as Susie and I both know, chances are this goes back even before my great grandmother's generation. It was just never defined. Mm -hmm. It was never, it was, it was called old age. Yeah, senility or, you know. Exactly. Confusion. But now that we were in this world, now we know that it has, now that we're in this, you know, the 21st century or back, back then in the, in the 20th century, it has a name. And I lost my, my mom, my, the immediacy uh, on both sides. I lost my, my grandmother, my dad's mother in 1994 to the effects of Alzheimer's. I lost my mother to the effects of Alzheimer's in 2012, my aunt, her sister mm-hmm. in 2015. And then I just lost my dad to the effects of dementia in 2019. So it's not only my legacy. It's, it's, it's your it's hereditary. Li- yeah. It's in your yes. genes. Yeah, exactly. It's a living, thriving promise. Cause Susan, we've talked about this and um, then I wrote you guys exactly how, why this is so important to me. Oh wait, here's my dad. I brought. I sent you guys other pictures of him. I don't know if the light can work. Oh, he's, he's so right adorable. Here. He's right here with me. I know I couldn't do this without him. He's but so adorable. Son, I love it. That he is. That he is. And he's, he's, you can't see, but he's wearing a Boston Red Sox t-shirt because my family are Boston Red Sox fans. But they're also my dad. My dad's family. My family's from Nebraska, so he has like corn. I have corn husker things all over the house. Like go big red. But um. <laughs> When my dad was in the hospital, and we we've been there, you've been there. You 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 have to believe that they can hear what you're saying. You have to believe that they're aware of what what you're saying. And I would I I was there for week. He was in the hospital for six weeks, and I I brought him pictures of our teams. I brought I read my play to him. But the most important thing that I said to him when he was still conscious, I kept saying, Dad. You know, a cure in our lifetime. We're going to find it. A cure in our lifetime. But I, as he was going, I said, well, now I'm going to be doing this here by myself. So I'm going to work that much harder. I'm going to walk that much further to keep my half of the promise, which is a cure in mine. Right. And I have taken that to, to the will, to That's my right, soul. That's it's interesting because I I was I, I had a guest on not I can't remember what but we were talking about that because I she had lost her father and she's she's with the she works with um, Alzheimer's Association and she yes. she goes to Congress she's just amazing she's a little powerhouse and so much heart and so much passion Lee Cashman she's amazing yes. and she said um, I said is her father passed away as well and I had always wondered am I just passionate about this because it's my mom is still with us and and will I still be as passionate when she's gone god forbid but anyway but she no. but I will and I now I know I will I can't of not of course no because you're you're carrying on the torch the yeah. tor- you know that's what my dad said at one time he said you've been carrying this torch but now you have to run with it Aww. yeah and that was after my mom passed away because I I found it to uh, I, through the Alzheimer's Association as well. I founded in 2011, 
I, I, you know, it came about because there was an article about Robert Iger from Disney and how he was doing all this for, for the Alzheimer's Association. And that's when, you know, you have those aha moments, mm-hmm. you know, or for those of us of my generation, wow, I could have had a V8. <laughs> I just thought if, if Robert Iger has the time to do this, what am I doing? What am I doing? So in this uh, spring of 2011, I founded um, what became what Actors and Artists Unite, and I'm so lucky because I'm I have been for many years. Uh, for many years, I was a union national union leader of um, SAG-AFTRA and of Equity, and all I had to do was contact a few friends and say, "Gang, I have this idea." Well, that's because they loved you. And and that's who they were. So the first the first two years we had four cities. We had Washington, DC, my hometown, Uh Los Angeles, New York, and Miami, because a friend of mine named Dave Corey, I did this is the one thing, and you'll know this about this work, is you start talking about it, and oh sadly, tragically, almost everybody you speak to will say, Well, I lost my grandfather, I lost my birthday. Everybody has some kind of connection to it. So the first two years we had those four teams, and that we would have these articles on BroadwayWorld.com, and people would respond, well, I'm walking in Tennessee, or I'm walking in Colorado, and I thought, we have to become a national team, because look at all these artists around the country. So in 2013, we became the very first, and I think we still are, national friends and family team, completely non-corporate. We are grassroots. We are not associated with any kind of formal charity. We are on our own. We are like, you know, you know happy little excited kittens dancing in the woods. I mean, we, we don't have any corporate association right. whatsoever. So our donations are probably a little bit more, I, and I keep saying, I'd rather have 10 donations of $25 than one person who's got, you know, I'll take it though, if they want to give me 250, but that means there's more people involved. So we became a national team in 2013 and this is our 10th year. It's wonderful how this grows, mm-hmm. you know, it's wonderful how this expands because I get these, these um, messages going, well, I've got a friend in Orlando or I've got a friend in Boston. Do we have a team in Boston? Do we have a team in Orlando? And I get to say, we do now. Yeah. <laughs> we do now. So it's, it's, it's nationwide. It goes up uh, from New England down to Florida, from you know, Spokane, Washington, all the way down to San Diego, to Texas, to North Dakota. We are, we are it's everywhere. everywhere. It's everywhere. 40 40 states. I think we've wow. only got like a few states. That's the dream. Have a team in every state. That's fantastic. I'm on a mission, guys. What, what's your next goal? What, what state are you really, are you focusing on any other new state that you want or you want them all? I, well, I, we've got 40 so far. So there's like a few that we, we've had, uh, we've had teams in Alaska. I don't think we've had, for example, I don't think we've had a team in Hawaii. Hawaii. Come oh, on. We one. did. You need to I have did, that one. <laughs> All my Soul Surfer friends that were I worked with Soul Surfer, come on, start a team there. We need you. Okay, we okay, we were we're gonna okay, audience, we're gonna figure this out. Yeah, <laughs> but then there's a couple. There's like uh, Idaho. I don't think we've had a team. There's like a, like there's like a little. I have snap. friends in Idaho too. Okay, it's done. This will be fun. Done and done. Okay, so, we got it. We're covered. Done. We're, we're, we're gonna make it. So yeah, no, Don, you're gonna ask me a question. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, you said you had this idea. 
So mm-hmm. what was the light bulb? What is, if you can give me the elevator pitch of what that idea was, what's the foundation of everything you wanted to do? Um, it's, it's, uh, it's really like, um, it's really serendipity because I'd read that article about um, Robert Iger and I'm, you know, I'm driving down, I think it was Vine Street of all things in, in, uh, in Los Angeles. And all of a sudden I look up and there is a sign for the walk to and Alzheimer's. It was literally that. And I went, oh, oh my God. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. So I went home and I went online and I found out all about it. I started, I knew I had to get some support. So I contacted some friends, you know, who are in, who are involved in union politics. And I have to say, big shout out to Susie and I belong to it. Big shout out to now SAG-AFTRA, then Legacy SAG and Legacy AFTRA, because they were like, this is an amazing idea. Right. This is an amazing idea. And they endorsed us. They formally and endorsed us. I just want to say what, in case, you know, someone's listening somewhere and they don't know what SAG-AFTRA is, tell them what oh. it is. Okay, SAG-AFTRA is the entertainment union that represents, it represents actors, it represents broadcasters, dancers, um, an on-air news reporter. They are the ones who represent all recorded content. That means voiceover, that means, you know, your streaming services, your television shows, industrial films, commercials, everything. SAG-AFTRA represents streaming services, all streaming production that is under the, under the jurisdiction of SAG-AFTRA. And I also, because for many years, I was, a, for 12 years, I was a member of the Actors' Equity National Council. So lucky me, because the, the wonderful thing about, about actors, theater actors, is you really, they, it's such a family oriented because once you've been doing a show you know once you've been doing a show for two to three months together you're bound like this so I just had to contact you know a few of my friends who are on the uh, equity council and they're like of course of course so like I have a question so what 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 do your teams do like what what are their activities that they do and, and what you know on a on say a monthly weekly basis whatever it is Oh, they're, they're, oh, they're adorable. They're (laughs) absolutely adorable because they're all in, I have so many around the country and each one approaches it differently. So I've got, I have her picture. Okay. Shameless plug, shameless plug. This gorgeous lady, if you can see her, this is Kathleen Vestudo, who is on my New York team. And this girl, she's, she's been an actor. She's also an author. And what she does, she does all of her fundraising via social media. But what she does, she's been with us for, I think, about eight years now, maybe more. What she does is she has a club. You know, the first year club, these are my, you know, my Ruby teams. My second year club, these are my, you know, and she gives them all like a, a jewel. You're my emeralds. You're my rubies. You're my diamonds. The people who have donated. And what she creates this shawl and writes all their names on the shawl. Oh, how beautiful. And wears it when she walks. Wonderful. That I mean, just I mean, how lovely because she literally is and bringing them with her on the walk. Now, another shameless plug. I'm sorry, we have to do three. Please plug. Please. This plug. is this is Mike Brower. He's also on the New York team. He's been here. He's been with us since the very first walk. Now, Mike is somebody. Oh my God, that man. 
he he works on a lot of he works as a background art, an artist and a stand-in and often a principal actor on almost every show in new york and he rallies everybody on the set and you know well i mean i mean he was he actually got some actors from gotham to walk with us and I believe it was 2014, he was on that show. I'm like, how do you do this? He just keeps talking. He talked to Victor Garber about us. So he is like the, the community outreach to all the sets in New York. And actually, it's very funny. After that year, 2014, there were all these pictures in our article on BroadwayWorld.com. And it, it came out the very next day, the Alzheimer's Association got all these calls. Like, we hear there's an actor's team. Why does somebody tell us there's an actor's team? We want to join the actor's team. Broadway actors were like, we want to join the actor's team. Nice. And Nick Wyman, who's another longtime member of ours, he got he was in network with Brian Cranston and on Broadway. And he had his own team, network for you know for Alzheimer's. And they just I, I have these incredible Yeah. People. And Brian's like, mother passed away from Alzheimer's as well. well I think that would explain yeah. one, one more shameless plug. This, do you see this picture? I this do. is Matt Cannon in Washington, D.C. You can see the Washington Monument. Now, this year was when there was a possible government shutdown and they weren't sure they were going to have the Alzheimer's walk. What did this guy do? He just said, okay, I'm doing this for my nanny. I don't, I don't care. And he, he raised, he started his fundraising. He raised like $1,500 in, I'm not kidding you, three days. He did his own walk Wonderful. on the Washington Mall. He didn't care. He's yep. like, I, I'm doing it anyway. And he did, he did his own lap. They ended up having a walk, so we did it twice. But this is, that's what they do. They reach out. They, they, they build communities of support. And because you never, I always tell people, you never know who is the one person that needs to hear that there's a community of support for those of us who have lost or caring for someone that we love to this. So you always reach out. You never know who's going to be the one person who says, can I join you? Mm-hmm. And it Yes. That's the whole, that's the reason for doing this podcast. It's the reason for, yeah. because that's, that's probably the, the, the hardest part of doing, being a caregiver is, is knowing, is feeling alone and feeling, exactly. you know, when you, and, and not having enough information and feeling, because, you know, for a long time, there's been so much stigma oh, about this I disease. Had- I, I had oh. it. I taught, I, I used to shield my mom because I thought, I thought she was embarrassed. I felt like I wanted to shield her. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. It last um, Easter of 2019, I flew across the country because I wanted, you know, my dad at that point wasn't able to drive. So he hadn't been to church for Easter in a a while. Mm -hmm. So, oh my gosh, it was like the visiting hero returns because my dad belongs to St. Francis um, Church of Potomac, Maryland. And like everybody, he was at that time, he was in a wheelchair but and he had a walker. Everybody came over to help, make sure he got, you know, make sure he got to his chair, make sure that he got communion. And one or two people would come up to him and say, what's my name? Mm. My heart broke because, of course, he didn't know. No. And he was, but he was very sweet about it. He said, I don't remember your name, but I know your lovely and you're a friend of mine mm-hmm. yes oh which is the most important yeah thing. <laughs> my which mother is- my mother was a singer so it was someone she she would say to them um they said do you know who i am and my mom would say 
you are so beautiful <laughs> to me. <laughs> well, that that's the perfect response because yeah. I think a lot of people don't um, may not be familiar with with what happens and with my when my mom had Alzheimer's, it was like the whole neighborhood was aware of it and they shielded her because oh it was it was it makes you heart sick to think about it because yeah. she would somehow like once at one thirty in the morning she got out of the house went to the next door neighbors it's one thirty in the morning and rang the bell and they came downstairs and she was saying can you take me to london i have to go to london yeah unfortunately because they knew they were able to guide her back to my dad's house by da- that point my dad realized she was gone and you know and make sure that she got back safely but it's it's you hear these stories and it does happen she would run out of the house and start screaming there's a stranger in the house there's yeah. a stranger in the house call the police call the police my mom used to call me on the phone and say there's an old man in the house and i don't know who he is it was my oh. stepfather <laughs> It's, 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 it's very sad because the police have to come and then because, you know, there's a possible threat and there's my dad trying to explain, no, I'm her husband and she, and I think there's, there needs to be, and I think there finally is going to be better training of awareness for first responders when they, because, you know, come meet somebody who has that situation, if a family member's there, they're able to interpret and right. translate. But I, you know, it's, it's, it's a very specific kind Tra- of It's training. It's something I'm very, I've been an, active, act, an activist for that. In my short film, I have a scene like that where, because my mother, it happened several times with, um, you know, with her caregiver where she'd be saying this, I don't know this woman. I think she's trying to kidnap me. And the cops had to, they didn't know. And my, and our caregiver had to, you know, be very quick on the spot and come up with something where that she could show them before they were going to arrest her. I'm not kidding you. And, you know, and so we, I show it in my film where she goes, hold on, hold on, let me show you. And she gives them the picture of, of her and my mother together, like from the past. And then they go, gotcha. Okay. What's really lovely about um, cell phones now a lot of them, you can have medical alerts connected through your cell phone. You can write the, the uh, Alzheimer's patients on um, history and a note that, like, by the way, they have Alzheimer's. I think, I believe I'm right. I don't know all the details, but I believe a lot of the phone companies now recognize that they have to, you know, for sometimes people, if they don't have a medical alert, if they don't have a bracelet, which I know the Alzheimer's Association does that have, mm-hmm. have those, those identifying things, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And so that was, that was the, so hard from, that was the hardest part of my dad, for my dad, was when he would have to sit down with her and go through their wedding album and say, look, that's me, that's you, and I'm your husband. Right. That's, you know, that's, that, I would hear these stories, and I think that, that broke my heart the most. Mm-hmm. of watching my father's heart be broken right. by what was happening to her. And I think that's a good point because I, I feel like we have, that's something that I learned as a daughter <laughs> is to not take it personally and to, and just le- and lean into it. I say lean into it all the time because it's it, if you don't, you're just going to drive yourself 
mad. I mean, you have to, you have to live in their world yes, and you, and exactly. you have to trust that, that in inside they know who you are. They can't say mm-hmm. the word, they can't remember it. It goes in, goes out, in, out. And so it's just frustrating. And these are things that people learn that their caregivers learn as they're caring for their loved ones. You, you, you don't get into an argument. You don't contradict them because then oftentimes I remember from my mom in the last bit of time, you know, I could tell that as she was talking and the, the power of speech begins to disintegrate with Alzheimer's especially is that she was living in a different time frame. She was talking about things that happened when she was like a teenager. So my job as her daughter was to to listen and be supportive and be positive because they can mentally they can go into a very, very dark memory, a very dark place. And it can be exhausting. It can be wearing. When they say the the 32 hour day, they mean exactly that because you they're they're on a different sleep schedule. My mom would wake up, you know, several times throughout the night and go throughout the house and be shrieking, you know, and she would, she would go, she had this thing where she would go up and and knock on the windows and say, Fred, where are you? Fred, where are you? And the answer was always the same. Mm -hmm. I'm right here. Right. And he always Yeah. And it changed, it, it, it evolves, it changes, you know, the behavior cycles change constantly. I remember when Susie's mom, Norma, was in a stage where mm-hmm. she was on a 10 second loop where she would say something to you. Thank mm-hmm. God. Most of the time it was, oh, I love you so much. And then, uh-huh. and I love you too. And then, and then, you know, seven, eight seconds would pass and she'd turn and say, oh, I love you so much. And it would be the same. And that would go over and over and over again. That's, and, and that's the pattern. Yeah, adjust. But then you have to adjust to those changes because th- those those patterns change constantly, and you have to you have to be so in tune with what's going on with them and adjust accordingly. And it's hard when you've never done it before. You don't. It's know. very fluid. It's like one thing. One of the nurses said something to me. Actually, I learn something new about it all the time, and I've been dealing with it for mm-hmm. over a decade. But you know, I went to see my mom after eight months of not seeing her during COVID and I had to wear a mask and she has to wear a mask and we're 10 feet apart. Right. And she doesn't really, it's so disconcerting and I, there's no connection. It's hard enough to connect even on a zoom call with someone with Alzheimer's advanced Alzheimer's. And so I, I, I had, I started to cry because it was so frustrating and the nurse came over and she said, you know, you do know that it's, it's fluid. This is a fluid disease. And you have to remember that because for that moment, maybe she didn't know who I was, but, but she will the next time. And, and, and and it, and it is very fluid. That's why, again, like in my movie where my mom is having one of those attacks in the middle of the night and accusing me of stealing her baby and you're a horrible person. And then finally looks at me and goes, hold on, you're my baby. Yes. It's, it's, I think, you know, we, we, we use the title, the daughters of ALZ, because that's what you and I are. But I think it's, it's almost like it's, it's in a, a alignment with my having founded the team. Because it becomes that sense of service and duty becomes your honor. Right. And it's the last gift that you can give to your loved one, in my case, my mom, and most recently, my my dad, that you are going to withstand 
whatever cyclones happen, you're going to, you're going to withstand your own, you're going to, you know, your job is to keep your hands like this and, you know, go cry in the car. Yeah. You know, you can get to the car and you can cry there, but while I'm here, while I'm with you, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to grip my teeth and bear it. And I'm going to just always, because I want, because you never know, sadly, what's going to be the last memory. I, in my phone, I have the last phone call from my dad that was May 31st of 2019, which was his birthday. That was the last time he called me. Mm. And, and I, I will never get rid of it. No, why would you? Yeah. That was his last, that was the last time my dad went into the hospital on June 1st and stayed until he died July 12th. Mm. So every time I saw him, and I think I think now that I look back on it, the the, the nurses and the doctors, oh, they didn't know what they were dealing with. <laughs> they didn't know me because in his last few days, when he'd been just barely in and out in the last bit of time, in the last like two days, all of a sudden he did this and his eyes opened up and he focused on me. And they were trying to say, oh, well, you know, that's just reflex. That was just reflex. And right in front of them, I turned to him and I said, now you listen to me. They are trying to tell me that this is just reflex, but I know better. I'm your daughter and I know that's you. You're still in there. Mm -hmm. And they all just stepped back because there's nothing, you know, you're not going to argue with a daughter who knows her own father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear just, you. I hear you, sister. It's so true. Yeah. I mean, when my when my father my father passed, he had dementia. Although they listed oh. on the birth certificate Alzheimer's, we weren't because we never really the death were certificate in that world. Yeah, on the death certificate. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. That at the very, I mean, he was very. He was basically a you know just yeah. he would he was breathing, mm-hmm. he was there, but he wasn't there for, for so long. And the last time I saw him. Uh, we used to do this thing always when, since we were little kids, you know, put them up, put them up and you, you know, <laughs> and all this stuff. And he hadn't done anything for, for quite a long, long time. And we all knew this was, it was just any moment now. And right. the last moment I just said, come on, pops, put them up. And he was just, he was lying there and all of a sudden he just went like oh, that. God. And we that, were like, that was, this, that was, I love you. Yeah. 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 That was his. So I we knew he was still there. He could still hear us. He still so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, it's, I went the day before he passed away, yeah. and I said, I said, because he's such a flirt. His dad was a flirt. Till, oh my gosh! Till, till to the, the day very he died. Last. <laughs> and he was like, I said, Milton, can I can I get next to you and give you a hug? And he goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. So See, they're I still think- there. And he was there and he, he was holding onto my hand and he would not let go. Yeah. And suddenly he had a very strong grip. Very strong. (laughs) Kind of sexy. I'm just saying. (laughs) By the way, I've still got it. I think Uh that that was, that was definitely true. Oh, you know, talk about my mom, my mom passing away. She, um, my dad, my mom and dad had this wonderful house in Potomac. And, but, you know, she was the last bit of time that this eight months of her life, she was in a, a care facility. And by the time, you know, we, it rolled around to May of 2012, she was in a wheelchair. She really couldn't move very much. She could barely speak. And so my dad um, was, would go, he went and visited her every day. 
and he, they were outside. It was a beautiful spring day. They were listening to music, and she was able to say, "I love you." And they they spent. And he went out to dinner. You know, he visited her. Then he met our priest, his priest at the time, for dinner, and they had to call him and tell him that just a few hours after he had left, she had had a heart attack and had passed. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I. I say this is because the very next day, my father was going to sign a contract to sell their house. And I've always believed that was her last gift to him, mm-hmm. was to say, no, you're going to be able to keep the house. She was really just mm-hmm. on her way. And I, I just, for the... I, that's what I, and my dad was able to stay in the house for the next seven years. Wow. He didn't sell wow. it. So that's, I mean, the <laughs> gifts of love happen in all sorts. They really do. They're silver. They, they, they come in all different packages. You have to, you have to look for them. They are. And I, I, I don't know if you guys have had this happen when you've had to pack up a house when a loved one has passed away. Mm-hmm. And this was what was so amazing about my dad. He saved every card I ever sent him. He sent, saved cards and artwork from back when I was a kid. And I was like, Dad, you you loved me even more than I realized. Yeah. He had them all and that every single card that, cause my dad and I love to send each other cards. That was our thing. We would send each other birthday cards and Easter cards and Christmas cards. That was, we love to, I, of course the one was never enough. I always sent him two or three. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, this one's better. <laughs> like, why not? You know, but that was, he saved every single one I had sent. Aww. And that, that was just this legacy of like, oh my gosh, that's my dad. You know what I did when my, well, my mom is still alive, but I just, because my mama was very big on cards, like she yes. loved to get a code card and you better send it a week in advance. None of this handing it to me kind of <laughs> she wanted it in the and mail. It's late it's not through there. the mail. Yeah, so it's late had if to it's be not there seven days before. It's I late. would I would like get nervous. Like, oh, my mom's going to kill me if it's not in the mail. So I, she'd always sign her cards, always and ever, your mom. And so I had oh. it tattooed on my wrist. Yeah. How beautiful. And, and that's, that's her handwriting from a card. Yeah. I oh had my it. God. Yeah. So the artist took oh. her actual and made like a, a signature. Yeah. So whenever I, I look at it and then it's there and that's her handwriting and I love it. She's literally always with you in yep. every kind of a way. It's very special that's, to me. Yeah. And no, those, a, yeah, those are ahead. the gifts. I mean, there's, you, you do have to find, you know, whatever the light in all this darkness. And those are the little things that, you know, you think how, how can there be light in all this? It's all horrible, but it's not. And I think you find parts of relationships that you may never have known exist if if this wasn't here you would you know you you i think you connect in a different way but you're connecting in maybe a deeper way because you have to you can't just say hey i love you and wait for them to say hey i love you because it's much more than that and i think we find those gifts there it's nonverbal. it becomes much more like you know like a baby in terms of like you can tell you know when if you've had a child or if you've been around children you'll you know babies in particular who aren't verbal yet do you you watch their signs and their cues and it's all, you can tell when they're loving you. You can tell when they're in distress. You can tell when they're not feeling good. You know, you just have to tune into them and that that's how you communicate. And so, you know, 
that's those are the tools you take in with someone who's lost their ability to articulate with dementia. I have a question because I keep thinking about it. Because personally, if I and Don will attest to this, because <laughs> he we work together, so he knows me very very well. If I can't think of a word in a sentence, I literally freak out and think I have Alzheimer's because I'm so afraid to get it. And and I, you have had it in your and, and my mom is the only one that I know of in our family that had it. My father died young in his 40s. So I don't, we don't know if it would have developed, but nobody on his side that we know of had it. And I, I think of you with all, you know, on both sides, does, does it scare you? What do you do with that information? Because I'm sure other people are out there that have, you know, have it in the genetic pool. I think that, you know, it's, it's helpful that I am a national team captain of the Alzheimer's Association because every single month we have a a national team coordinators meeting and we get the first glimpse of a lot of research that's being done about what are the causes? How does, how does this, you know, how does it form? What is that? You know, what are the, what are the traits that lead to it? And genetics is part of it. Mm -hmm. There's also lifestyle. There's also, you know, the different, there's different components. There's, you know, there's, pollution, there's sure. things in community area, but I, um, you know, there is the, I have to be blunt. There is a potential ticking bomb in my own head. And I know that. Mm-hmm. And so my job, anytime I have that moment of confusion, Anytime that I have that moment of, okay, I just basically, I do, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a soldier's daughter (laughs) and I basically do, oh, don't you dare do this to me now. Not until we have a cure. I have a promise to keep. Don't you, I won't use the correct language. (laughs) Dare. Go for it. And I think, I think, I think also you should really be afraid of me. (laughs) I love that. I love that. That's what, if, that's what my team members But say. I they love that because if we can't, if there is no cure and there is, there is a power to your frame of mind, we know that. We know that with cancer patients. We know that, you know, it's like, it's like Valerie Harper, who was in my film. She was given a death sentence, you know, nine years before she passed away. And she was, they told her she was going to live three months at Tops. And she was like, I don't think so. I don't know. I got things to do. We didn't know her. We do. Yeah. I mean, she was literally like, no, I don't go now. That's not my time. (laughs) And do you know that when she did that year, she said to me, because I worked with her the year before the year she died. I mean, she said, I'm ready. She said, I don't tell my husband because he, you know, of course. But she felt like she had buttoned everything up. And she was, you know, and she knew it. And she was so cute. Remember, Donna, we went to the, her house and yeah. I said, all they had moved to a new place and she had all her Emmys. We were taking a photo. <laughs> they were all there and they hadn't been unpacked. They were still in bubble wrap. I said, Val, you have to unpack your Emmys. These are amazing. And she goes, oh, 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 do you want one? I could take a, take one. <laughs> you know, once you have like a dozen, who's going to miss one? I think- you can have, you'll get your own, but you can have one of mine for now. Just you know, I think, but I think you know to to talk about to, to talk about this for a second. You're, you're sweetheart. You're absolutely right. We, as of yet, we don't have 
a treatment for it. We do not have a cure for Alzheimer's. But you know what? I, I actually said this to David Hyde Pierce in 2015 because I met him at the New York walk. I was in New York for that walk. And I said, you know what? We may, we may solve this on the back end. If we get the information out there about the changes that people can make in their lifestyle to increase their uh, their activity, to lower the, the sugar intake that they're having, to make sure that they challenge their minds, you read, you do puzzles, you do this, you do that. You, you know, learn the, new things, learn new you, things. I do it. You all challenge the time. yourself. Yeah. Exactly. And especially physical activity, the, the more you can work to make your body, your mindset, your point of view as healthy and positive as, as you can, there, it's not a guarantee that Alzheimer's is not going to happen. It's not a guarantee right. that dementia is not going to happen. But you, you know, if you can hold it off yeah. for a period of time, if you can be in a better physical and mental state, then that, you know, if we have a healthier world out there, then please, you know, if we, can, if we solve it by everybody making these changes, so, well, solve it, that's a little bit naive of me. If we sort of hold it in, in its at stuff bay. and it's hold cracked, it at bay, yeah. Hold it at bay. Yeah. You know, I always do, I do, like you, I, I think about, I, you know, am I a ticking time bomb? I don't know, but I, but I am so active, you know, when yes, I, just not that. during COVID, I, I mean, I learned hip hop and competed, you know, and never, I think this, <laughs> this, this white chick from the Valley was, is doing, doing hip hop and my, t- and my crew won, you know, and, and wow. yeah, and I just had a grandbaby last, this year. So, I know. She's an yeah, angel. so She's I, beautiful- I'm, and I've learned piano, you know, and I just keep teaching myself new things that I've learned how to edit now. My Don has taught me how to edit. It's like, I just want to learn and learn and learn. And if you can, you can, you have to challenge your brain. And even to, for little things, I, I, I think about it all the time. I say, no, you know what? I'm not going to put my keys there. I'm going to put them in another place so I can challenge my, I don't want to do anything by, right. by rote, you know, by, by just so that you, you have to challenge your brain. Like you have to challenge your body because your body gets used to one thing and, and then it get acclimates and you're not, you're not, you're not challenging it. And we, we have to challenge in order not to, to yeah. go complicit. Stagnant. Yeah. yeah stagnant. <laughs> yeah. And especially in these times, because we know that from March through like, oh, what, maybe August, this is the part of this year that is so, that breaks my heart. There were so many loved ones living with Alzheimer's, living with dementia, who were in care facilities who tragically probably died before their time because of COVID-19. And because of COVID-19, there were months, like you, sweetheart, where loved ones were not able to go meet and in person with the people. And so you have all these beautiful families showing up at the window, going like this to keep that connection. It can be very frightening. For, you know, you're already living in an altered existence when you have Alzheimer's and dementia, but to be in a room where you're not able to have your loved ones come, that, that just deprives them of more memories, of more shared experiences, more, you know, hugs from your grandkids. There's been such a, a great sense of grieving and loss for time in this period of time that we've been in this pen. Demic. And so I, you know, I, I think it's a sweetheart. You're, Suze, you're so absolutely right. I think that gives incentive. It gives a sense of, uh, 
have a launching pad for us to share, for people to share with their loved ones who, are, who might be isolated, who may not be able because of restrictions, which sadly the world's getting a little bit darker right now, may not be able to have their loved ones. That gives them something else to share with them. Like, look, grandma, look, here I am. I'm playing the guitar. Look, grandma, I did yeah. this great big puzzle. Look, mom, I did, I knit a sweater. It, it gives them some, uh, it, those, those triumphs of new skills and new projects and new frontiers that you're putting in your life, that gives them hope that life is going on. That, you know, we will come out of this, we will come back to it, and we will have that much more to share with you. Right. You know, once we are, once those, those, the veil of separation is no longer in existence. So I think it's, it's something that we do for ourselves, yes, to keep our minds active, but it's also a gift of continuance that families everywhere can give to their loved ones who might be. I, and sometimes, and sometimes these are not only people who are in care facilities. I have these friend, wonderful friends of my parents who are neighbors back where my parents are from. They're in their 80s. And so no one has been able to come into their house because, you know, they've got health concerns. Sure. So their granddaughter, and they, everybody comes and they have, they like do this wave on the, on the parking, you know, on the driveway because we, you know, we're in a world now where everybody has to be cautious. Yep. You guys reminded me of a wonderful story. I have to, I have to share. Say, this. say to us. I have to say, um, talking about things, you know, legacies of our parents. I don't think I'm allowed to say the actual film because it opens in 2021. So when this comes out, we can add like a postscript. <laughs> I had, um, I did a self tape for this movie and they had given everybody the same script because they were casting a bunch of, of different characters. And I thought, well, I don't know what they're looking for. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just be me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just <laughs> <laughs> I've made of my life. And so they said, Oh, we'd like you to come in and, and read. And I'm like, because these are very well-known acclaimed people. And I walk in there and, and my future leading lady, who I wish I could say, I, I don't want to get in trouble. was like, I'm going to read with you. This is me. And what had happened in the waiting room, I, my dad was in the Navy, as I told you. I carry his medals with me. And something just sparked in me to just hold them before I went in the room. And just doing that just brought me, it was this sense of- Grounding. Calm. Yeah. Exactly. It was a sense of just just focus and calm. Because, you know, if you're going to be a military person, you focus on the job that you're going to do. You do your job. And that was my mindset. So I, you know, I did the audition and, and two hours later, I'm in Staples of all places. I should buy stock there now. I was in Staples <laughs> when they called to tell me that I had booked it. Wow. And so I can't scream because I'm in Staples. But as soon as I hung up the phone, I looked up and I just went, Dad, I did it. Aww. I got it. And in my head, I heard him say, I knew you would, sweetie. Aww. Yeah. I know. So it's just, that's, oh, I, that's I, beautiful. I carry with me. Yeah. Okay. Once again, here is dad. Thank you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we have to wrap up, can you believe it's almost, it's an hour. We talked it's so fast. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're oh kidding. yeah. Feels I'm like not even kidding you. I know. 
I know. That, where does the time go when you're having a good time? Okay, you have to bring me back because there's of so course. much else that we can say. Oh, we but have part two. Why that shameless plug? I just <laughs> demanded that they ask that they bring me back. Well, that's how you that's how you get ahead in this world. Hello. Um, before we go, what yes. what what can people do to help actors and artists? Anything? What kind of plug? What do you want to do? Ask for help. Ask now, and you shall receive. Okay. What I would say is this: um, we are a national team. Anybody can join us in any city, in any state, in this country. And so if you, um, you can find me, I am on social media, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, the team is on, on Twitter, the team is on Facebook, it's probably better just to get in touch with me directly. And just, you know, just say, I want to start a team. Great. I want to start a team. I live in Oklahoma. I live in North Dakota. I live here anywhere. Everyone is welcome. All are welcome. And it's my job to step up and say, how can I help you? What can I do? You're, you're, you got it. Right. And if you don't, if you want to do something and you're in Oklahoma and you don't know what to do, Nancy can give you ideas, I'm sure. And I mean, I know for just from my own experience that, you know, music and entertainment is so key for people that are living in assisted living because they don't, they can't choose it. They get what they get. And my daughter, we all sing and my mom was a singer. And so when we go, we sing and it doesn't like literally we, it's as if, it's as if the Beatles came every time we go, they're like, the girls are here. They're going to sing. Everybody gathers around. And, you know, and it's like, so if you can record me, if you do a little show and if you send it out to whatever, something that would be uplifting and entertaining and fun, telling you it, it goes a long way, right? It does because music is the last thing that leaves the brain. It is. And- and what I would also say as well, because I get these calls all the time, got, you know, once, once you guys are part of my team, guys, this is my job. This is what I do. I had, I had a team in San Diego and um, her mother had just been diagnosed and she was, she was overwhelmed. Like, what do I do this? What do I do this? I said, just tell me what's happening. Where are you? It's, this is my job. I contact the local Alzheimer's Association chapter. I've got, I, t- I brief them of what's going on. I say, I'm worried about, you know, she, her traveling. I'm worried about her. And so I, I'm the conduit. I, this is what I do. I will, I will connect you to the, the local office. I will let them know what's going on. I'll let them say, because I know it off the top of my head. I think they need this program. I think they need this. I need that. They will get in touch with you. I'm your, I'm your bridge. Oh, that's, see, that's wonderful. That's, that's really nice of you because I just had somebody of a, a, a writer colleague of mine. Her, her mom has been so healthy and so great. She's 102 and oh, wow. she, she had a fall last week. And now it's like, it, it, it that always happens. It, it, it begins to be a, a, a slippery it, slope it, it, after it, that. It yes. And so she's feeling so, you know, and she's, she wrote me in the middle of the night last night and said, oh. she's not recognizing my husband. And it's really, oh. really disturbing. And I said, call me tomorrow, call me tomorrow. Yes. We'll talk because, you know, it, it, it can happen that quickly where, you know, oh. it just starts. Yes. An injury will accelerate it. A a life change will accelerate it. Mm -hmm. Anything can just, as you said, it's fluid. It it can go in waves. There can be periods of calm and then there can be periods of, oh my gosh, I'm I'm witnessing Mm -hmm. madness. This is, this is frightening, but that's why we are 
the daughters of ALZ. We really are. Nancy, thank you so much. I, I This went so quickly. I can't even believe it. Like sometimes I'm thinking, what am I going to say? I hope I ask enough <laughs> things. Oh my God. We, we definitely have to do a follow-up with this and keep, you know, as you'll keep, we'll be in touch. We're on social together. And, yes. you know, listen, if you guys out there have want to do, you know, start, if you're an actor or you're a writer or performer, whatever it is, you know, you're a composer and you know somebody, or you want to get involved with something that, that is outside of yourself, do it. I can't tell you being, you know, being an activist for something is the greatest gift mm-hmm. for yourself. It really is. And, and, and I would add, even though our team is called Actors and Artists Unite, we always say all are welcome. Mm-hmm. Good. You know, I have a lot of teens where it was the the one who was passed or the one who was in a facility who um, had was an artist. And I'm like, I, we have a team called Echoes of Echo in o- Omaha, Nebraska. Aww. And her mother was an artist. And what one other thing I would say because I I because I, I want to leave everybody with a with a sense of, of purpose. Okay. The model of our team is. When actors and artists unite, the world can shift. And it will. It we definitely will. will. Thank you we'll so much. It's already much. shifting. It's yeah, already shifting. It's already shifting. Look, at, look, at, look at what we've accomplished today. Yeah. Totally. That's, that's, we shifted it up just by this, this meeting here today. Absolutely. It's a lot of great energy. And it, and that's it takes it takes that. It, it takes that. takes a tribe. Nancy, thank you so, so much. Donald. You did thank a great so job. Much. Thank Nancy you so Daly much. You did. Act- yes. My, for my first time. <laughs> Na- thank you, Nancy Daly of Actors and Artists and, Unite. And everybody out there, thank you for sticking with us and, <laughs> and subscribing and, 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 you know, supporting us. And, you know, remember we're everywhere and we would, we really, you know, show, if you show us our love, your love will be so honored and, you know, spread the word because we really want to help everybody. And it's, it really is, you know, it's our, it's our mission. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it, it's, it's a labor of love. So love conquers ALZ. It does. And <laughs> love does conquer it all. And on that note, remember, love is powerful, love is contagious, and love conquers alls. Oh, I love it. That's beautiful. It really well, does. I love you both. I, I, I can't wait till I can hug you both in hugs. person. Virtual. Virtual hugs. Virtual hugs. <laughs> Virtual hugs to all of you out there. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. See you next time.